What's up, y'all? This is Tony Powell, and you're listening to Powell to the People, a podcast, episode 246. Once again, the finest, the greatest, the most amazing cast in all of podcasting has reconvened. When I want to know what's going on with the New York City transit scene, there is absolutely no expert I have more faith in than my cousin, Mr. Keith Powell. What's going on, Keith? Man, I'm feeling good, and it's great to be here with my family once again. The familia. <laughs> what I want to know is going on with the local TV news. I apparently just got back from Spain. Uh, local TV news. Uh, there's no expert I trust more than my favorite director, who happens to be my brother, Mr. Mark Powell. What's going on, Mark? What's up, fam? What's up, world? And Spain. And when I want to talk local New York City real estate, who do I go to? Who do I trust? Other than the man they call Mr. Eddie Kane Jr. World calls him Derek Powell. I simply refer to him as my cousin. What's going on, DP? Everything is good. Always good to be in the cipher with the cats. How you guys doing? I, you know what? I'm pretty good. I, I'm, I'm having a fairly, fairly good day. Again, we're in the dog days of summer. Uh, ain't nothing going on but the rent, apparently. Um, and if you're New York City, the rent is too damn high. <laughs> At least the bills are. Apparently, uh, the not, New York City is going to be on the hook for what looks like $12 billion dollars uh, for the immigrant influx uh, of, of, of new migrants that we're, we're, we're you know, taking care of. And, and I, you know, it, it's, it's, it's a mixed bag. New York City is a city of migrants. I mean, right in the harbor is a big, giant-ass statue that's an immigrant when you think about it. It came from France. Uh, so, and on that statue <laughs> state, it says, you know, give us your, your you know, your, your tired, huddled masses longer to be free. So it's, it's it, this is the city of immigrants. This is what made the city great. You know, we have, you know, immigrants from all over the world. I live in Queens, uh, where more languages are spoken than any other place on the planet. So it's not a thing to see new people coming. But I think in this particular situation, uh, it, it, it's starting to have a, I don't know, uh, a dollar value assigned to that newness. And I think because, uh, you know, the city is so stressed in resources, you know, that don't, you know, uh, that are not, uh, destined for for the new migrant population, I guess it, it it does seem like a thing. I mean, part of me is like, yo, let them all come in. I don't care. This is, no, I mean, this whole country was invaded, so uh, I don't give a damn who comes in. Uh, but at the same time, as a New Yorker, with that. huh? You know, as a New Yorker, you go, oh shoot, okay, wait a second, uh, it's getting kind of it's getting a little crowded. So thoughts? Um, I look at it as I understand with the mixed bag deal. Because it's a nation of immigrants, um, some forced, some by choice. Um, but I also, at a certain point, is how much more can I can I pay taxpayer Joe pay? Um, I sort of feel the same way, like with uh, with colleges. I want kids who are you know not as fortunate as my boys to have a little bit of help to go to school, but. How much am I supposed to contribute to their education when I still got to pay the bill for my son's education? It's like at a certain point, it's like, yeah, I want to help you out, but damn, am I fitting all this bill? I mean, 
like I always said, I used to say around uh, people, I didn't, we didn't realize, Kim and I didn't realize we were affluent until the boys started going, trying to go to college. I was like, whoa, did you know we're affluent? According to these, <laughs> according to these forms, according to these forms, we're affluent. And it, and it just like, yeah, I want to help you out because, yeah, I'm, I, we grew up, you know, at, you know, certain, you know, certain parts of Brooklyn and some of those people who we grew up with deserve an education if their grades stipulate such, but shouldn't be restrictive of it financially. But should I be the one have to pay for your education, your education, and my education? That seems, at some point, too much of a burden. So back to the immigrants, yeah, I want to help you because you're fleeing a country. And you're going through all kinds of stuff. You're swimming in shark infested or, or shark waters or dangerous waters and, and trying to you know get through cartels. To get here, obviously things are not great, but how much am I supposed to be on the hook for all of that? It just... It's you're asking an awful lot, and and I think especially in the case of myself, the middle class. If, I, if I'm a billionaire, you know, if I'm if I'm Bezos and I'm bitching and moaning, then I'm like shut up. But if I'm me, I think I have a reason to kind of be like, listen, okay, I want to help you, but how much should I be taxed for this? Yeah, I, th- I think I think you're you're hitting on on a on a couple of, of points that I'm, I'm gonna. Uh, follow up on uh, as far as the college thing is concerned. Yeah, I think we, you know, if, if, if all of us that paid tuition, we know what that is. Unfortunately, uh, it wasn't always this. It was when uh, Reagan, uh, 1980, decided that uh, you know, and this is not I, I say Reagan, and I, I use him as the as the as the as the divining line between before Reagan and after Reagan. Before Reagan, you know, it most colleges were supplemented by the government. The majority of colleges so you could go to college uh, state universities as a matter of course without having to pay all your money to go to them in fact state universities you could you could work a part-time job and keep in mind uh minimum wage back then was was way lower than it is now you could go work in a part-time job and be able to pay for your tuition uh, in fact you know uh, our mom was able to do so she was working you know part-time and paid her tuition uh, while she was working, so it wasn't like it wasn't a burden. And, and then after Reagan came, they cut the uh, they cut the the academic budgets, the federal budgets, federal grant money went down to nothing. And before you knew it, uh, kids were taking out loans to go to college. It was never supposed to be that way. This was part of a plan to uh, push back on on the growing middle class because what 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 the right doesn't want to see is democracy. Too much democracy. That's what it is. They don't want. They don't. They don't have a problem with democracy. They have a problem with too much democracy. You complaining about uh, um, the way things are, and as far as as you're right in terms of, of right now paying for for uh, or how much uh, how much does this come out of your pocket? How much does this affect you? It really is a function of the fact that the tax base in the country is screwed up. Where 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 you're paying more taxes. You're paying more in the percentage of your income and in taxes than the aforementioned Jeff Bezos. And yeah, anybody who's who's working and is is in the middle class is under fire. There's stresses. We're we're dealing with the stresses. Derek always talks about the price of eggs. We are all dealing with the stresses of of uh, inequity. And so when you have people that come to the richest nation in the world. And yet the burden of taking care of those people falls on the people with the least. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it's going to make people a little prickly. Mm-hmm. You know, I, <laughs> I, I agree 
And uh, one, one thing, uh, you know, work, when I was working full time, um, I met a lot of folks um, and worked with them who were immigrants. And when they described the conditions hmm. that they lived in and where they were coming from, I, I look at this migrant situation a little bit a little bit differently. And for me, um, when COVID hit, my financial situation didn't change um, because my check was still coming in, but I just couldn't get the things that I needed. Um, so when I think about the migrant situation and I look around and I, I have been truly, truly blessed and I don't have any small kids, so I ain't paying no college tuitions or anything like that. You know, so if they take a little extra from what I have and it go and it's going to them, I, I ain't got no beef because from where I came from and where I'm at now, um, I, 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 can, I can, you know, I, I can understand. Is it a good feeling? You know, of course, you don't want a lot of money taken out. But when you you look at some of those babies' faces and the kids, man, always got a soft spot for me, man. I I just can cannot not give if I'm able to. I look at it that way because I've been blessed. Now, um, your mayor, Swaggy, oh excuse me, Mayor Adam, not Swaggy, was well, Swaggy P, right? Swaggy E, Swaggy E, Swaggy E. Sorry, you know that's Mayor Adams of New York, and um, he said he he needs help from the people of New York. Instead of asking him, what is he going to do? The people in New York should ask, what are they going to do? Like your guys say, you know, y'all help, you know, if they decide to take more taxes out of your money. But I'm trying to figure out what more can you do? Um, they have the hotels. They have Randall, um, the Randall Allen they have, um, hotels in Long Island City, Manhattan. But they're coming in by the bus loads from um, yeah. Texas and Arizona, they're shipping all the people to the states that take uh, migrants, Philadelphia, New York, Washington, D.C. But what they're also saying is they're not getting help from the federal government. And that's where the money needed to help these people. And they also say they need more Spanish teachers and uh, different language teachers help these kids because school starting shortly in September in New York. So where are you as where are you going to place these kids at? Where are these parents going to live for these kids to get up in the morning to go to school? Where are the parents going to work at? You know, the, where's the housing? Because there's not a lot of housing in New York City unless you're paying between two grand and three grand for a one-bedroom apartment. So you got to house everybody together. So there's a stress that is really happening in New York that it's going to bite back on the people because how much can water can it handle before it really bursts? Yeah, I'm glad you know. I'm glad you mentioned that 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 about the, the education piece, uh, Keith. And I can talk uh, with firsthand knowledge because my significant significant other actually works in that field, and she she's a teacher that teaches uh, English as a second language. They call it ESL or TESOL, and there's a there's a major shortage. And what you have is a lot of these kids come in. And there's no way to really know what level of education they have, what, what level of formal education they have. So you have teenagers who may be at a second or third grade formal education who who are, and I think I, I think you mentioned it, Derek. You said that you, you hear the stories. The stories I've heard these these are traumatic stories. These yes, these, when you hear these stories about what what not only 
what the kids have seen, what they've experienced, what these little girls have seen and experienced. Mm-hmm. Um, it is like, whoa, um, it is, it is, it is the worst nightmare of, of, of nightmares. And then they come to school and you expect these kids to kind of just sit down, you know, behind a desk and, and be all right. It's damn near impossible in a lot of cases. Sometimes the really, really young ones, you can kind of get them in, especially when they're coming up, they're, they're, they're babies and they're starting school in kindergarten, first grade. That's fine. But when you get these teens that you're trying to kind of incorporate and try to figure out what their level is, where they are, and they don't speak English, and now you got to find uh, English language instructors and there's a shortage. Teachers are leaving the profession in droves because you know that it's 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 not paying them they 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 work ridiculously hard and everybody uh is is coming after teachers for for what they feel they're not doing and they're doing more than they could possibly do um yeah it's 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 a tough piece man and and i think i think we're all living and I, i think that's the big picture we are all collectively uh you know, as, as you said, Mark, not the wealthy, not the Bezos types, but the rest of us, uh, the other the other 99% of us are kind of living hand to mouth for the most part. Yeah, if, you, if, you're, if you're blessed to have your own space, your home, that's cool. Um, if you have an income that, that uh, or income uh, source or stream that's, that's at least allowing you to stay above water. But the water's rising for all of us. I don't care where you are. Water's rising for all of us, and you're like, "Whoa, boy, this wow! I can't, you know, I can't do this anymore. I can't do that anymore." Um, it is uh, a challenge, and I think we are all kind of feeling stressed. And then you add this situation, as as you said, Mark, you want to help. We all want to help, but then you start going, well, "Wait a second, man! How much blood can you get from this stone?" <laughs> exactly. I mean, that's mm-hmm. the thing. It's not. It's not a. If you're if you're a human, you want to help other humans. That's just nature. I mean, you should. You should feel an empathy and a sympathy for people. Hey, listen, somebody's in a bad situation. I want to help them out. Um, but at a certain point, you say, okay, fine. I, I want to help you out. But how much can I give and still not take completely away from me? Like Derek said, he, you know, he can give a little bit. But I would suppose, as any of us would, he's not going to give so much that it totally compromises the way he likes to live his life. Okay. He's going to help you out. So, and that's the thing, I'm going to help you out, but it feels like the amount of help you need, I can't give you because I don't have it. And then where I think the money should come from, they're refusing or turning deaf ears to it. It's like, listen, I mean, New York should help. Okay. I give you that. I mean, we're not, the, it's not a poor city. It's not Mississippi. You know, I know Mississippi is a state, but it's not a poor place, but how much are you asking? I remember when I was in DC one time, I was going to McDonald's. And there was a guy out front who asked for uh, who's asking for, for money, a little bit of you know, a little bit of change, whatever the, the, the standard line was. And I said, hey, you know, come on, I'll, come on in, I'll I'll buy you something. Come in, I'll I'll buy you something with me. But he didn't want that. He wanted the cash. And I was like, well, forget it. You know, I was willing to take you in the store, mind you. That's a lot for me because I'm taking a bummer <laughs> to a store. So yes, <laughs> a whole lot for me to do that. But I was willing to do it because I thought it was the human thing to do. And he was hungry. I was going to give him food, but he didn't, he wanted money, which made me think, well, forget it. All right. No, now at this point, the empathy and sympathy that I felt for you goes away because now I feel like you're asking too much. And in the case of some of these migrants, I think that's what's happening to the, the residents of New York City and the residents of New York State. They're saying, yeah, we want to help you, but 
you're asking too much. You, not the migrants, the the system, right. whatever that mm-hmm. system is. Not I mean, right. the migrants. Are at, if you talk to the migrants, I mean, we did a story about this. They were because at one point they were getting a bad. I'm sorry, they were getting a bad rap because they were being portrayed. And this was by the handlers, the the migrant wranglers, the ones who were trying to get a political upside, and saying um, that uh, they were being portrayed as being ungrateful for what they were given. And then we were like, listen, you need to talk. Stop having the mouthpiece talk to you because the mouthpiece is just trying to promote, progress, you know, move along in their career. Talk to the migrants. Get an interpreter or, or say, listen. And they were like, no, 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 no. We never said that. We were never saying that we were unhappy with our accommodations or the food. Or, are you kidding me? I was eating berries. Now you're giving me a sandwich? I was sleeping in on grass and, and snake. Now I'm sleeping on a cot. How in the hell am I going to complain? And that's the thing. So it's the system, whoever that system is, whether it's Mayor Adams, whether it's uh, this the New York legislatures, Republican and Democrat, or the federal that's the part that I think most Americans, and in case of New Yorkers, feel like we don't feel that our efforts are being trusted. We don't trust that they're doing the right thing with whatever money we give them or whatever things we quote-unquote allow. We feel like, you know, you guys, we don't know the whole story. Mm-hmm. You so when you hear me, I would say twelve billion. We're going okay. That's that's yeah. a lot of money. But is it really twelve billion? Is it not twelve billion? Last last week, I was I was watching the news, and in the borough of Queens in Jackson Heights, mm-hmm. prostitution is now on the rise. Where wow. it's on the streets. I had to run. You know, I'm glad can you I finish? Can I, can I finish? Supervisor? <laughs> can I finish? I don't care. No, you, no. you were solicited. I don't care. My point <laughs> be here. My point. <laughs> Did you buy? My point being is <laughs> that what population is in Jackson Heights now, that's a big immigrant population. So if you got these migrants coming over, and this is where my heart goes out, and they were saying it's a lot of young girls, and I'm hoping that the families of these migrants aren't turning to that so that they can have some sort of money. You, you, you follow what I'm saying? So that also is with my empathy where it's like, yo, I, I, I want to, you know, maintain my standard, but I, I, I got to help because that's, that's just not right. And it goes to what you said and about the condition of those teenagers when they get into the school system, they are hard, man, because of the life that they led from one year rose to maybe like 14 or 15. That's a hard life. So my heart goes out to them, you know, so for me, if I got to give a smidget more, I guess I got to work an extra consultant hour. So be it, man. Because I, I don't <laughs> see little kids like that. I, I just can't do it, man. Yeah, You know what's funny, guys? You know, we, we watch um, United States always help other countries. Everybody else. <clears throat> and send millions and millions of dollars. But they never help their people here. You know, like we said, you have the migrant issue issue here. And the government can't send money to these states that need it, where it, will, where it would not bother you guys in your taxes or my taxes, where they are covered. But they can send it to every place else, but they, but they can't take care of what they have here. That's the crazy part about the United States. They're always helping everybody else but their own. Well, we got a trillion dollar budget, a military budget, and I'm sure if we trimmed a little bit of that, we could we could figure out some of the situation. Yeah, I was just I was just co-signing what you were saying, Derek. I mean, uh, my son had told me uh, that he had gotten off the subway in Jackson Heights, and he was walking. I think they were going to Chick Fil A or something like that, and they saw 
you know, yeah. ladies on the street, not and brought like you know, and this is not like back in the day, you know, on and Times Square where you went to like you know Eleventh Avenue and they're all the way right. down out of the Times Square. These are right there on on. Uh, what you doing in Times Square on Eleventh Avenue? Uh, yeah. <laughs> what do I know about it? No, what you doing down there? No, no, I'm saying this is not like back in the day when they were out there on the street as you know right. just just flaunt uh, flaw it. I'm saying right now they're out there. I think what this happened broad day, like you said, a broad day. They did they did decriminalized prostitution in New York City. I know so, that. So, so, what they, so what they're doing here's, yes. here's the deal. What they're yes. doing is they're not selling sex. What they're selling is massages. And so the only way to get them caught, like they're not they're not arresting the girls. They'll arrest some of the Johns if they, you know, yes. if they can catch them in the act. But right. they're out there, they're out there flaunting it. This is this is clear of what's going on, what's being what's wow. what's happening to, to your point. And then on the other side, you have these people. Uh I was going uh to New Jersey yesterday, and I'm on the FDR Drive, and then I go on the Harlem River Drive. And the traffic was a little slow on the, on, on the Harlem River Drive as you go to the bridge. You know that, Derek. You go to the bridge, yes. a little slow. And yes. then they're, they're, they're migrants Stop selling it. like the fruit. Yep. That's the While the traffic, I'm on the, on the Harlem River Drive. And it was Washington Bridge, too. With a, it was a street light on the Harlem River Drive. Yeah. Traffic was slow. They were out there walking up in between the cars. And then on the way back, I come back over the bridge on I 80. It's the same thing. Yes. They're by the toll plaza. They're, they're walking up as, yeah. as, you know, the traffic is slowed going towards the uh, yes. the toll plaza to get on the bridge. I've never seen that before. I've seen it, you know, yeah, on, no. on certain intersections or whatever in different blocks of the city, certain intersections, somebody will come by and ask you if you want, nah. you know, mango uh, uh, or whatever. Uh, or even in the subway, you'll see them, you know, with a little little cart in the subway selling it. Nah. But I'm talking about literally walking yeah. in traffic. They got the baby strapped to their back. They're right, walking right. in traffic. That's the part trying. that's sad. Yeah. yeah. The, and and I'm you saying. You see the baby and you got all the fumes and shit, man. Man, I, when it's school time, I buy those those two lot of chocolate bars like it ain't nobody's business, man. I'm like, yo, hey, take the money, man. My heart, because I'm like. You got the baby and you got smoke and exhaust. I'm like, what the? F-? Yo, it's cr- that's how bad it has to be for them. But they they're trying their best to make a living, you know. And it's like that's, I don't that's know why making a living. Yeah, yeah even on can't. the Bell Parkway, Derek, down there by near going towards Farmers Boulevard, yeah. whenever you know, it slows up at whenever right, there's like a, um, a bottleneck, they're gonna be right. There. That's where they are. They're right. They're gonna be at any bottleneck throughout the five boroughs. And you know, you know, it's 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 bad, but they 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 want to work. They trying, man. So I can't. I no, that's the whole point. They, they, they will work, but you know what's, what? Work. What a lot of that is about is they're not even about just trying to survive because you know everybody. If there's one person doing it, saying, "Hey, I got an idea. I'm gonna sell mangoes or or or, right. or I forget what the, the I forget what those little green fruits are called." Um, that's one thing. Or if one little kid is selling chocolates on the subway, you go, okay, this one. But it's organized, which means that yes. these people are doing this to pay these coyotes back for getting them uh, to the border. Yes. And people don't want to talk about that dirty side of the business. It's not right. just, those girls are not selling themselves just because they want to eat eat food. They're selling themselves because they got to pay a coyote back. Because that. maybe somebody's being threatened back at home, yeah. um, you know, 
you know, threat, being threatened with the, all kinds of nonsense back home. So these people have to do whatever they have to do. They, it, it, there is a desperation and it's, and it's, it yes. is, it is truly, truly heartbreaking, you know, um, what they, what they'll have to do just to, 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 to survive or, or to escape, you know, the narco terrorism. And you know what? Yeah. They, they're escaping narco terrorism that we're really responsible for because all the weed we smoke, all the cocaine, we snort, <laughs> and all the crack pipes we got, where you think it's coming from? Yeah. 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 You know, so we're, we're, we're supplying the, the terrorism that's driving this migration. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Facts. Anywho, I mean, I, there's other terrorists out there. James Harden is one. <laughs> the Philadelphia terrorists. Oh, yeah, gosh. y'all see him Mr. today, man? He yeah, went crazy he was... today. Apparently, he, he called his boy Daryl Morey a liar, and he said he'll repeated. never play. He, and Actually, he called him a liar first, and then he repeated it just to make sure we heard that he called him a liar. Yeah. So uh, that's your team, Mark. What's the story? Well, I said, quite frankly, two things. When I was, uh, when the season ended, let me tell you I was hoping about James Hart. If I'm am, if I am an owner, I wouldn't, I wouldn't want this guy. No, he is damaged all the way around, and you know, to, to pick him up and, and and give away half your team for a cat that's going to die on you in playoff time. Get angry because he don't want to play here no more. I need to go someplace else because I'm not happy with the situation or the team. He's crazy. Then to call out the owner a liar, a guy he begged to play for, if I'm correct. You yeah. know, I, 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 need, I need to go to Philly. Yeah, I, I had him in Houston. I need to go to Philly. Pushed his way out of New York with the fat suit and all of that stuff to get to Philly. Now, now he's not happy. Now he wants to go to the Clippers. But the Clippers don't have enough to get him. So now he's just he's just bugging out. He's just going off. I don't understand. With that type of talent, teams would be, you know, going after him, but I, I don't see it happening. Now yeah. I think the it's it, talent's not his issue. Um, you know, talent's not his his, his issue. The, the issue for him is his is his head. I mean, you know, he he I, I don't know what drives him. I don't know what motivates him. I mean, a championship doesn't seem to be something that that uh, uh, motivates him, or 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 not. I don't know. I mean, he 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 just he's just a strange cat. I mean, yeah, he wants to go to L.A., but you know, I mean, I guess he's from L.A. He wants to go play in L.A., but he didn't try to work his way to L.A. from from Brooklyn. He tried to work his way to L.A. from Philly after, as you said, Keith, flaming out. Mm-hmm. In my opinion of him, um, really, really uh, a dynamic player. Um, He he has that superstar um, personality where, you know, you got to kiss my ass to get along with me. And if things don't go well, I'm getting the hell up out of here. You know, so this is just another one of his moves where he is going to press them because right now where he is, you can't go back from it because he repeated it twice. He says, look, you're a liar. I, I'll never play. Just in case you didn't hear me. So when you're saying it twice, you can't bring him back. And now you may not get what he's worth. But mm-hmm. what his boy did say is, look, if you don't report in 30 days, you're going on suspension. And then there's something in the um, collective bargaining agreement where – it's going to affect his free agent status this season coming up, and he's not going to allow to be a free agent. You know, so they kind of got him boxed in. Um, 
but he's going to have to take to leave a dramatic pay cut for Philly to, you know, to say, okay, I'm going to let you go. You know, we're going to get some of this here goddamn money back there. Other than that, he's going to be there and he's just going to have to rock out and deal with, you know, the backlash from Embiid, Tyrese Maxley, and also Tobias Harris. Harris, but, right. Right, but isn't it ironic with Tyrese Maxey coming on, now he want to leave because Tyrese is taking some of that shine away from him. So now he want to jump out and jump ship, man. But instead of like, yo, let me be this complimentary third wheel, third player, and let's get this chip. But that's just not in his mindset right now. No, he's he's not. Yeah, he I got- mean, he, wouldn't he be the third wheel in, in, in uh, Los Angeles? Of oh, course yeah, he would because you got Paul D and, 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 and Kawhi. Hey, and yes. it's one thing to be the third wheel with Kawhi and PG. Tyrese, what he got, four, five years in the league? And you're right. watching this guy who plays the same position as you take over your job. Everybody's not good surrendering that, man. You know, if he was coming on, I think, and Tyrese was already there and established as that guy, okay, cool. But to actually bring this guy along in the last two or three years they've been together and see where Tyrese, you know, after you go to after you go to MB, Tyrese is the next one making decisions out there on the court. This season coming up, he's not ready to give that up to the young buck. But it's okay to fit in with two established superstars. Right. right. Yeah. I was I was willing to cut him loose after the uh after the playoffs. And and I was hoping, and apparently this seems to be the case. I was hoping that the ownership didn't give in to Moray and sign his uh, uh, playoff flame out ass to a long term contract because you know <laughs> last year when he when he when the offseason he did that kind of wink wink um, I'm gonna you know give some money back I want to give me like I think it was a two year so sort of one plus one basically and that was sort of because that was the whole thing in the offseason it was sort of a wink wink that's what guys boy Tucker in there and some other guys he was allegedly giving money back so that they could build a team better. And he and Morey had the idea that, okay, fine, come off season, you know, you're going to pay me. And then when the ownership saw what he did in the playoffs, they were like, listen, I don't care how tight he is with you. Remember, this is not Daryl Morey's team. You work for us. So when it, you know, people say Daryl Morey, Daryl Morey, the owner said, listen, I'm not paying him that money. He's not worth it. Either takes this or not. And the funny thing is, what he's complaining about now, he could have had if he just didn't sign the contract, if he didn't opt in. If he opted out, he could have just been a free agent. And gone anywhere he wanted, but he knew based on of his history of now injury and age and playoff flame out, right. he wasn't going to get anything. He thought, okay, you know what? I'll just opt into the money, guarantee myself the money, and then you know act like a baby, and then force a trade. Right. So I just like listen, let let him go. Let, take take a bag of nuts and, and let him go and, and get him out of <laughs> it because it's not worth it. It's you and and Maury, which nothing bl- drives me crazy, Maury. He has his reputation for being this genius, and he has accomplished nothing. He's not like it's uh, Jerry West or uh, oh my god, uh, San Antonio GM or or uh, Orlando GM. He's none of those guys. This is crazy. It's 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 sad. It really is. You know, you got teammates. Basically, you just you just cut them guys down today. Because you don't want to be there, and they depending on you, and you just turn your back on your team once again. Same way he did with the Nets, same way he did with the Houston. The only team he didn't turn his back on was when he, when he was Oklahoma. They couldn't afford to pay him, so they traded him. But something must have snapped in his head after that, you know, 
and he figures the world owes me, and they don't owe you nothing because as as um, Mark said, they wasn't going to offer him no big money, no place else, and no one's really reaching and out. They shouldn't so, have. Yeah, no one's offering no no trades really no. to to get this guy. You know, it, it makes me wonder what the hell is going on with LA basketball players. I mean, they're all crazy. You know, going back to Baron Davis, now you got Harden, you got Playoff P who can never make the playoffs, you got uh, Kawhi Leonard who doesn't talk and is off injured. I mean, all the other players are jacked up. I mean, the Chicago players gives you something. You know, these the, 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 the native New Yorker players give you something, even some of these Southern boys. But these L.A. dudes, I don't know, man. Maybe basketball is different out there. I don't know. Because weather's too nice. Wasn't he dating up? the Kardashian at one time? He yes, he was. Yes, and then that curse is undefeated. <laughs> that, I mean, you forget go. anthrax and all that. You just throw one of them Kardashians on somebody, and it just ruins it's their over. life. It, yeah. Tell me, tell me, tell me, tell me, who survived it? None. Kardashian, Jenner, you know, whatever the, the thing. But tell me who survived that that thing. Nobody. Nah, you mean not, not them. I mean Travis. Scott Nobody had, you know, got caused the death of the concert. Exactly. <laughs> he was dating the was it Kendall Jenner, one of the Jenners, and, yeah. and then you know Devin Booker flamed out after his girl left him. She exactly. Another, another Jenner. They uh, don't survive it. I think one of the crazy. The big one of them all. The daddy is now the mommy. So when you do stuff like that, <laughs> it's over, man. You stay away. That's all I can tell you. Stay away. That stuff ain't good for you, man. You don't need that type of medication, man. Mm-mm. No, it's all mm-hmm. bad. Ben Simmons, Chris ben Simmons, another anyone, one. Uh, Odom, anyone who's Odom. dealt with that yes. Kardashian-Jenner mix, whatever that mix is, that that potion, it all goes bad. He was at the uh, what the, the the whole house with uh, yeah. cocaine, Viagra. Cocaine, everything. He was going out in style, man. He was going out with a hard on. Hey, Keith, that thing, yeah. yo, that thing is definitely the de- the devil's brew. I tell you that, boy. <laughs> <laughs> the way the bell, the bell. Poison. You got it, Anthony. Poison. <laughs> poison. Oh, my goodness. <laughs> you, you run, you go the opposite direction. Mm-hmm. Yeah, well, they're not the only one. He's not the. I mean, Harden is bad as this is. He's not the only athlete that's going through it right now. I uh, just saw an article about Michael Orr, uh, who's an uh, offensive lineman for the Baltimore Ravens uh, years ago. I guess his first round pick, uh, and then he was famously. Uh, I guess his story was famously told in this movie, The Blind Side, uh, which yeah. now Michael Orr is saying. Saw starring Sandra Bullock, which Orr is saying now that this was all made up. It wasn't true. The story wasn't true. And that his his adoptive family just kind of exploited him. Uh, he was never adopted by them. They they had what they call a conservative conservatorship, and which meant they got to control his finances and everything else. And so now he got himself a lawyer, and he's suing him. And it's going about to get ugly, about to get real. Ah, uh, I gotta. I, I'm trying to side with the young man and. And is he probably was taken advantage of, but I'm pretty sure he got a lot of McDonald's and Nike sneakers out of that family when he when he didn't have nothing, you know. So you know, I I I don't know about this one. Um, I wish they would have come to some sort of agreement, and it didn't hit the papers. But you know, he may have somebody in his ear 
saying like nah man you were supposed to get this man but whatever that family did and the environment they provided for him it got the boy to the league you know it got him to the league it got him out of his you know somewhat uh poverty situation prior so i i'm on the fence with this one i, I don't know and y'all know me fans I defend everybody. I yeah, don't you defend know. everybody. Yeah, <laughs> but this that's one a strong yeah, this word one, from this the one DP. Hurts. This yeah. one hurts. This one hurts, man. But isn't I, that, I the, the paper? The paper he signs was called a conservative paper, something like Conserv- that. Conservative conservatorship. Yeah, right. Which gave them rights over anything that he does. If I'm correct. It's it, it's it's allowing Loosely, yeah. them. Yeah, because what happened was he was older, so you know they you know eighteen. You know, you can't adopt like a, a 19 or 20 year old. You adopt a child. So he was older right. than the child. So that they said, according to them, that would allow them to to, you know, have him in the home and everything Act else. in his favor. Right. And, and in his favor. But the but the issue was they told him he was adopted by them. And so he's thinking, oh, yeah, I'm part of this family. And then they find out, you know, I don't know if I want to. go. I, I am going to go here. It kind of reminds me of having a big, giant, hard-working slave. <laughs> oh, that's, wow. such a, that's, that's such a leap. That's wow. a, no, BS, no, a you BS leap. You put him in the house, you claim you feed him. Like Derek said, you give him some McDonald's. No, Derek didn't say it at all. Derek was saying that this story seems a little bit weak based off the fact that, first of all, this story's been out. When he first got into the league, that was, was out. When the movie came out, they said the same thing, and then now again. So it seems like somebody's running out of some ducats and is like, "Listen, Thank I'm going to say this that's now," and and then that's and I'm that's saying. how the thing. How however they came about, and like also Derek said, if they did nothing, we would never heard of this kid. Say they say they say they right. did absolutely nothing. They say that you know, they, short of lock him in the basement, they did not say they just gave him a house, put him in a room, and gave him. If they did none of that, there would never been a Michael Orr because he wouldn't have gotten. The 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 not I forgot school he went to uh, Mississippi or whatever I'm not sure what school, but they did something to allow him to to ascend to excel to the league. It seems like he's a little bitter now, and I I just think sometimes you can't blame everybody for some of your shortcomings. I mean maybe he didn't. Handle, I mean especially NFL players are, are notorious for blowing through. What little money they have. Remember, the NFL career is only about three to four years long. And right. in the case of a lineman who wasn't like drafting number one, he wasn't Jonathan Ogden or uh, I can't think uh, Tony Baselli, where he was just big time lineman. He was a, a good lineman. A, I mean, a really good lineman, but didn't make any kind of crazy money. So you get that money, it goes away. I think in, in a previous podcast, I think Anthony may have said it. When you think, okay, I got a, I got a million dollar contract for, for easy numbers. It's not a million dollars. It's like what? Maybe when you all said and done, two fifty, four hundred thousand, something like that. It's not. It's not even crazy, crazy money. So by the time you're done paying off taxes and agents, and you know, after you bought your house, that money is not what you think it is. And I think that probably happened to him, and now he's feeling a little way about it. I and listen to me, and I I just looked this guy up. I think I got the real reason why this guy's suing. All right. First of all, this environment that they put this young man in earned him a college scholarship to the University of Mississippi. He was first team um, all freshman. Um, the end of his junior year, he was first team all, S- all uh, SEC. He was selected to the first team All-American his senior year. Guess what his, he earned his, his degree in? 
in 2009, a criminal justice degree he has earned. He's just testing out his degree skills. He's probably trying to become a lawyer <laughs> and just want to see, you know, if he can get this going there. But this is what that environment where you want to call him the big black buck slave. That's what this environment <laughs> created. He got a college degree and he made all first uh, SEC and all that nonsense. Mr. Supervisor. <laughs> okay, so let me get this straight. So y'all are just defending slavery. Is what you're saying? Is that what you're saying? <laughs> yeah, go ahead. Slaves ain't even have a... Uh, edu- uh, elementary education. This guy got a criminal justice degree, man. Please, man. Chill. Right, so that goes to the to the point. I mean, you know, he he was bamboozled. He was hooked. <laughs> I mean, you know, according, Derek, according to Mark, I, he wouldn't have made it to the league, but for the, the fact that the white saviors came in. Derek, Derek, you know, you know, you know who we talked to. You know, who, you know what his major was, right? Exactly. Don't forget what his major is. So exactly. let, let that just roll off your back. Oh God. Oh my goodness. We know his major at, at the University of Virginia. We know what he majored in. That's right. But, but his beef is he, he never got to share none of the family money that they made. They didn't make any, he didn't make any of that. He money didn't make none. They, they made millions. He didn't make right. none. So how is that fair? Right. So he he got nothing. And nothing. because they had the conservatives, conservative, I can't even say it, conservatorship. Yeah. yeah, he they were able to negotiate those deals without him. Even though they okay. used, they so, used. It. So know what he's like then? He's like every artist at Motown, except for Smokey Robinson. Oh! <laughs> Ooh. Wow! Don't talk in, about in the, Barry uh, Gordy. <laughs> yeah. So okay. So Barry Gordy was a slave master. <laughs> <laughs> They had them wow. fools out there singing and dancing for dollars. Yeah, of course he was, he was pimping that. We know he was a pimp. We know Barry Barry Gordy was a pimp. Mm-hmm. So what you're saying is, is that the the blind side people they was pimps too. So maybe slavery is not the right word. Maybe they were just sex trafficking. I go with pimp. I go with pimp. I, I just can't go with slavery. I just can't go with right, So they pimped him. They were pimping him. They pimped him all the way to get a college degree. You're absolutely correct. In criminal yeah, justice, a lot of people. I mean, so so I mean, but again, the the premise is that um, without them, he wouldn't have been, he was still going to be six foot four. He was still going to be athletic. He was still going to be, you know, some fool was going to see him out there walking around going, Hey fella, you know, you then, think about a bunch of six foot four athletic guys out there. Doesn't mean they get to the league. No. He should have stayed in it. He should have stayed where he was in his house. He left his house for a reason. He, he didn't have a house. He was living on the street. He wasn't going. Oh to hell no! Me. So yes, they did save his ass. Okay, that's more information now. Exactly. Yes. Who he was living on the streets? He was living on the streets. Going like sleeping on friends' couches and stuff like that. They saved his ass. I, I think we just had a conversation about these exploited women on Jackson. Let's <laughs> <laughs> no, say he was selling. He was selling that thing. <laughs> they were selling it for him. That's exactly right. Because you know what? They was alumni. Where did he go? Did he go to the college of his choice or did he go to Mississippi because they, they, they were alumni? Of well, of course, in Mississippi because they was alumni. I know. I know. I get it. I get it. Uh, but it's a, D, it's, it's a power five school, though. What are you talking about, man? Yeah. Come on. Well, all I'm saying is, all I'm saying is clearly pimping ain't easy. That's what I'm you know, before we go, I just want to—I want to uh, just acknowledge the people who are uh, going through it in Maui. We talked uh, you know, about yeah. people who are suffering uh, crossing the border. There's people who live within our borders who are uh, going through it, and Maui is certainly 
uh, experience some shit I've never seen before. I mean, damn near with a whole island burned down. We talked about it a couple of weeks ago about global warming and, and what it's doing to the planet. And certainly uh, this is coming home for a lot of us. I mean, so I just want to shout them out, uh, make sure we don't, we don't uh, ignore what we see because what, what, what I've seen is just is horrific. You know, Anthony, and remember, speaking on that, um, um, Mother Nature is something really strange because the way, you know, we talked off the air how it started was a um, forest fire. But with the winds coming from a, a hurricane, it just blew it all there so quick and everything just flamed out. Yeah. Yeah, no, it's, and we, and that's the whole thing. I mean, it's, 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 it's. it's it's devastating, and this 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 look like I mean, like uh, uh, I think somebody I think you might have mentioned they keep off the air. It almost looked like it, like the area was firebombed, like the like the situation in Philadelphia years ago, or, or even you know Tokyo, Japan, you know during World War Two, where it's just like people are, are are you know what I saw when the people were climbing were getting into the water. The, the first thought that went through my mind was that movie, The Towering Inferno. Oh, Rather wow. than be burned to death, they just jumped, you know, jumped, you know, or even the World Trade Center, uh, where people just said, you know what, uh, I'm going to take this leap and, and, you know, get into the ocean. I mean, people didn't, weren't jumping out of out of a high-rise skyscraper, but still, you know, to, to be forced to jump into the ocean. It's better uh, than getting burned. burned I, death. Yeah, I mean. I could tell you a story about your uncle, what he did to me as a child, because I set the bed on fire. He'd it was like, a mistake, of course. I was looking for my Hot Wheel car with Derek, but Derek <laughs> wouldn't take the blame for me on, on the situation. So <laughs> my father says to me, you burnt the bed there? You know, his, you know his, his favorite line is words. So he grabs my finger, and he had a, a match. And he said, put your finger in the match. And I looked <laughs> at my mother, and my mother turned her head the other way, and my father put my hand in, in the fire. Wow. <laughs> Now imagine being in Hawaii. Well, fresh charges? No, no. Well, I'm a child, man. <laughs> did you, did, ask him this: Did you burn another bed down? <laughs> I, I didn't go there, match. <laughs> hey, he got imagine. The, he, got, he got the message. <laughs> yeah. So, like you said, imagine making a choice between fire yeah. and running into the water. That's good. I'm, I'm running into the water anytime. Yeah. And I tell you this, yeah, we, I mean, we can't we can't forget the folks up 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 in New York, man. You know, we we, we shouted out Maui who had that terrible storm last year. You know, this no last uh, month. Remember, up upstate right. New York, man. We were drowning, yeah, yeah. They People was drowning, drowning yeah. and, and I just want to make sure. Insane. And just make sure, you know, if 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 baby girl and them up there, you know, need somewhere to stay or something, if things, you know, I don't know how how they were affected, <laughs> but um, you know, oh my we I got a, I got a, I got a guest room for one, and uh, you know, the mama, you know, I talked to, we work it out, you know what I'm saying? Oh my goodness. <laughs> Oh, oh my God. We'll get we'll get to it though. I mean, it's, sure. <laughs> it's just this talk. Uh, yeah. Well, okay. Oh damn! Uh, you right. Before that was, that was smart. <laughs> oh, now, 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 yeah. You're not just talking to us. We're talking to the world. So uh, before we go, um, I think you owe me an apology. Uh, yes, oh, yeah? I do. Yes, I do owe you an apology. Oh, me and Mark an apology. Really? Uh, you and Mark apologies from last week uh, about Barbie. Uh, I am very sorry, and I, and I have to retract my statements. It was an excellent movie. 
But to make you really laugh, I told my aunt that I went to see Barbie and she bust out on the phone laughing at me. She said, Barbie? <laughs> she couldn't exactly. start laughing. Right. But the movie, but the movie was great. Movie was great. Enjoyed it. So mm. Yeah, see, I touched, you. as you said, it touched on everything. Everything. All right, uh, and I, okay. Now, my brother and I are clearly on board. What's your brother have to say about this? Uh, what I'm saying. Well, this is what I'm saying. In the words of Jay Z, the tough guy disappeared, then the bitch come out. That's what. I'm saying. <laughs> oh, really? <laughs> oh, Bobby? Well, really? We got, I think we got a title for this podcast. <laughs> <laughs> Bobby. Write it down. The tough guy disappeared. The bitch come out. The bitch come out. <laughs> Bobby, you up in there? Really? Was you was, was you hollering? Was you crying? Was it tearful? Really? No. You gonna do this to me on national radio? You gonna treat me like this, your brother? Man, That's you supposed true. to sidebar this man for two months from now? When when Bobby is no longer in the theaters, man, you gonna do this to me? <laughs> So now my cats listening to it, they looking at me. Want to know if I got 50 cent they can borrow. You know, Phil, they can tell me that. They got daughters, they went to see it. Oh my God. If they got wives or girlfriends, they probably went to see it. Only person that can go see it is you. And I ain't going. Why not? It, well, it's a movie. You don't go to any movies. We know that's that. Right. Oh, okay. he, he, yeah, that's I mean, that's a- but just the fact that it's Barbie, man. I just remember Barbie and Ken. I, I can't get down like that, Yo, man. Let it's, me tell you something, Derek. lines that I just Yo. don't cross, man. You can cross this line because Ken is so cool. This cat, this cat, his walk, his flair, this dude is something special. You're killing me. I, I, I gotta, I gotta You're killing see me. It, but yeah. You're killing me. <laughs> You're killing me today, big bro, for a battle. I'm sorry. Keep it to I'm yourself. Does sorry. your son know you went to see this? Oh, uh, no, I haven't told him yet. Oh, God damn. Don't tell that. Boy, well, don't do him like okay, okay, first of all, is that, is that the dude who's wearing a certain uh, gear? <laughs> With the bonnet on his head? He can't say yeah. that. Hey, bonnet. You can <laughs> say bonnet. You can say bonnet. I guess like father, yeah. like son, huh? Shit. Damn. Nah, I don't wear no bonnet. Ain't no bonnet <laughs> on my head. I mean, I don't understand how this is like, this is this is this this discussion of a movie that is the number one movie in the country. Has become homophobic. Yeah, no, only no. for one person's podcast. No, it's not homophobic. For me, it's just like it's dolls, man. You know, I'm like the next thing I know, you know, you're going to tell me you was playing with our cousin's dolls, man. This is not good, man. I'm a ball. <laughs> I'm a ball player, man. I don't know. Each his own, man. Each his own. Yeah, but 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 all of that he's saying, Kate, does that have anything to do with the movie? Nope. No, it's so, so far off base. It, it has nothing to do with the movie. The movie is not about dolls. It's a spoof. It's 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 suspending of reality. You haven't seen it yet, right, Mark? No, I I, I am going to go see it. See it. Yeah, yeah, I, I will definitely see it. I won't be able to do it this weekend because I got plans, but yeah, I'm going to go see it. Okay, see, see. Right, Dirk, so you when, get... when I come to New York, me and you will go see it. Then you'll see. No, we no there. we not. Let me ask you. <laughs> let me ask this question: did, did did the grandbaby enjoy it as much as you? Yes, they they they, they enjoyed the movie. So they laughed at different things that you were laughing at, right? Yeah. That's, that's exactly. That's what I'm saying. I mean, it's it's almost like a, a old Bugs Bunny Warner Brothers cartoon where you're la- you know you know adults are laughing at one thing, the kids are laughing at something else. I mean, it's 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 really really well done. Um, it's worth talking about. Every star you could imagine pretty much is in the damn movie. 
So yeah, I mean it's worth it's worth checking out. Um, before we go, last thing, uh, the, the football season is upon us again. Um, Kaepernick still trying to play. That's probably not going to happen. Uh, but I want to know, uh, Derek, if you watch any of these preseason games? Hell no. Okay. So you don't miss football. You're just saying you don't miss at football. all. It's been a minute now, okay. so I don't miss it. It's been a minute. Okay. Fair enough. Well, you guys right. Well, though, you know, Kaepernick, he's not going to get a job. He's not okay. coming back. And uh, to the guy from the guy who watched Barbie. Okay, cool. Yes. Like, you know, okay. I love Kaepernick. He was a great player back then, but they, they're not, they're not going to let them play. With, nah, he was black they're not letting him play with their ball. Because he was yeah. black ball. That's, we know that. We know what it is. Yeah. You know. It's sad. In, in this day and time, this has to happen because. It's supposed to be a country, a land of freedom of speech. Mm-hmm. And they, they only use it when they want to, and they take it away when you want to use your freedom of speech. Indeed. Agreed. So that being said, we know Derek's not watching. I know you guys watch. What, what, what's your thoughts? Oh, what about your team? You, know, you guys well, are Our team looks pretty good. They yeah, sure do. They sure do. Okay. We look kind of scary out there. Yeah, I think they drafted the right quarterback. I think he's going to be a really good quarterback. And I, and I hope that, um, I hope that he plays at a level where he's not compared to anybody. Like just play the game. However you're going to play the game. Don't be like, Oh, he's the next. Anytime you give him, he's the next such and such that player never becomes the next such and such. Just, just be Kenny Pickett. Don't try to be the next Brady or I don't know who the heck, uh, Whatever, just just be your be yourself. Play the game the way you play. Cause you, nobody's ever nobody's ever been the next anybody in any sport that we've ever watched. Right. And I mean, I, as great as Kobe was, he wasn't the next Jordan. No, I got to watch yeah, your um, Kobe, yeah. Jets, um, Anthony. Uh, they shut out the I think it was Carolina, Carolina Panthers. Carolina, yeah. Twenty twenty seven zip. Did you see that hitting that little boy? Oh, the quarterback <laughs> of the Carolina Panthers. <laughs> no, he's a baby. I mean, it's like somebody took their son to work day. That little boy with that, that helmet on. He's and they a just, baby. Mark, he is too that's little, a baby. man. That's, he's a little baby, man. It's like, who put the kid out here? Let's make a wish fun out here with Bryce Young. <laughs> he's tiny. He's tiny. He looks like a zoo. Uh, exactly. <laughs> a little dumb-dumb. <laughs> what the heck? I mean, yeah, I mean I, so let me ask this question. What story... What NFL story are you curious about this year? Mm. Like, I mean, player, situation, mm. team. Player that's, situation. What I, that's what I like to root for. I like to watch. I like to see how. I, I, oh, we're stripping the Jets because that seems to be everybody. So take out the Jets because right. clearly you, you're in New York. There's Hard Knocks and Aaron Rodgers. Um, damn. You know, I guess here's a curiosity, and, and I have a rooting interest. I'm curious to see is um, – um, Lamar Jackson will be able to play in a more pro-style offense versus a quote-unquote gimmick offense. Okay. Will he be able to pass the ball and, and play from the pocket like they say he can? I mean, he can throw the ball, but I'm curious to see how that's going to translate because he's got to learn a whole new language. And if people you know, take that for it is It will make Brady so great and Manning too. That they 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 played uh, they spoke the same language for Brady case like 20 years. And Manning like – so then you have to learn anything new. That's what makes it so hard on these quarterbacks is when you go through office coordinating different languages year after year after year, it's hard. So I'm curious, can he pick up the language quickly and can he excel? Mm, that's okay. interesting. 
Hmm. I you know what I like to see is Miami. Um, they talk about this great team they're supposed to have down there and what they're capable of doing. And I want to see if they can step up to this uh, picture they have of them. You know, even though you, you got uh, Aaron Rodgers with the Jets, but you still got to deal with New England and uh, Buffalo. Buffalo. And uh, that's not, you know, Josh Allen's the real deal. And he has wide receivers, you got running back, and they got defense. So uh, I'm going to find the kid, what's his name, Tula? Right. If he can stay healthy, if if he gets another concussion, will he continue playing this game of football? I hope he doesn't. If he does, no. Nah, if he gets another concussion, he he better hang it up. I think he yeah, he better hang it up. Yeah. I, I'm curious about two situations. I'm curious about. Uh, I'm gonna stay in your division, uh, Marvin Keith. Uh, I'm curious about Deshaun Watson. Does Deshaun Watson bounce back? Oh, forget about him. Mm. Yeah. And I'm curious to see whether or not Brock Purdy was a flash in the pan or whether he's the real deal. Because uh, what's his face? Uh, Trey, Trey Lance. Trey Lance. Trey Lance. He's yeah. looking like tr- trash right now. Um, don't don't they I'm, also got Sam Donaldson there too? They got Sam Donaldson. Yeah, I'm curious to see what, what quarterback emerges in that situation. Because I don't, I mean, you know, uh, Brock Purdy was fascinating last year because, you know, he comes in and he, Everybody loves the backup quarterback, but he's sort of like it, it reminds me of a situation with the Giants here in New York, Jeff Hostetler years ago, <laughs> where the backup quarterback suddenly is the is the talk of the town, and then he uses that to get himself his own job. And before you know it, he's an also ran and not not significant. Uh, and there's a reason why you get drafted last in the draft. These guys, these scouts, go far and wide to find everybody, and sometimes uh, I don't, uh, you know, th- there's. I don't believe there's mistake on the intake. You know, they, they did not find him because they did not look for him. They did not find him because he just probably wasn't all that good. He just worked out in the situation with Kyle Shanahan. So I'm curious whether or not a guy like Sam Donald might have a resurgence and finish his career sort of like, uh, remember, what's this guy? Uh, Rich Gannon. Rich Gannon years ago. Oh, for you know, I was listening to, uh, to the, uh, um, oh, boy. Uh, this, the radio show with uh, Phil, not Philson, Chris Sims and Mike Florio, oh, uh-huh. uh, pro, pro, pro football uh, talk, whatever. And he was, uh, Sims was saying that um, Shanahan had a fascination and a love affair for Donald from Jump Street. He's always liked this kid. So I think, yeah, if Purdy kind of flames out and, and you know, turns back into the pumpkin, it won't be Lance. It'll be Donald who uh, steps in. But also, I always Sims always says, the thing about a Shanahan offense is that he gives you all the answers. Like, it's, it's almost anybody can look great in that system because if you can't, then there's something wrong with you. It's not something wrong with them. They've given you the answers. That's 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 kind of often they design great schemes. And, you know, so if you if you blow the test, you just can read the cliff notes. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I, I, like I said, those to me are the two most fascinating stories. Yeah, you're right. I mean, the Jet story is going to play out however it's going to play out. Uh, two of whether or not he gets a concussion, uh, picking whether the second year is the charm. Lamar Jackson coming back now, and you know, with a vengeance after getting the bag. Whether or not KC can can repeat. Whether or not uh, Russell Wilson can cook, or if he's cooked. Uh, stay I tuned, folks. We'll be talking about this. Well, the three of us will be talking about this. Derek will just be watching us talk about this for the next <laughs> 17 weeks because he decided he don't want to watch the most popular sport in America, uh, NFL football. 
that's that's what that's what drives that that's what drives the car. It's, it's the straw that stirs the drink. Hey, it, it hey Derek, I got yep. a quick question before we before we leave. Yeah, is any of your boys still holding out uh, for the football season? I'm the only one. I keep it a buck. Your nephew even went back. I know your nephew was holding out with you. He, did, he, did he go back? I think I think no, I don't. Is he? I think Corey's back with New England. He said okay, something. Yeah, he said something the other day. Uh, got that set your son. Okay, man, you a lone wolf. Uh, were tweeting, uh, uh, texting Twizzy. Ain't uh, the first uh, time Twizzy I had to stand walk. alone. <laughs> you know what, DP? I truly, truly admire the fact that you walked away something that you liked and enjoyed watching for your principal. That's a that's a big deal. Thank you, my brother. No, I'm not. I'm not, I'm not. We're not trying to bust your balls though. I'm saying that's a, that's a big. No, deal. It, I, it, it is. It is commendable. I, 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 we've said it before. You know, we, we certainly. I, I commend your stance. Although at this point, um, I just don't think it's worth it. I mean, you know, I mean, Colin Caput. If it was based on Colin coming back, you know, um, black I don't think it's going to happen. And yeah, justified or not, it's just not going to happen. So we'll see. In any event, uh, if you have not subscribed to Power to the People, make sure you do. Anywhere you get your podcast, you can get us. Anywhere you listen, you can find us. And if you're too lazy to just scroll, ask Alexa to play or your your other smart devices. Ask Siri to play Powell to the People. Um, and you can find us there. You can find us also on social media, Power to the People on Facebook. And we're still technically on Twitter at Powell to the Peeps, P-O-W-E-L-L, the number two. The letters D A P E E P S. Pile to the peeps on X. I guess it is now. Uh, so stupid. You're supposed to tweet. It's supposed to be a parrot. How can you X? Don't X. Anywho, uh, we won't be there much longer until we find a, another home for us to go to. Because I don't think the one that they have on uh, Instagram was all that hot. Although you can find us all on Instagram. In any event, you can find us back here, same bad time, same bad channel next week. We'll see you then. Peace. Peace.